Hello and welcome to Indicast episode number 170. I'm your host Aditya and along with me I have Abhishek who is going to be off to Kerala on a 24-hour train journey for a wedding. Yes, 24 hours. Never done that in a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time since I also took the train. The last time was in 2007 from hmm. Srinagar to Jammu. Train travels are fun though. Oh, Srinagar to Jammu. We were there. We were yeah, all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Train travels are fun, yeah, and cheap. They are getting better, ah. Huh? If you take the Rajdhani and all those things from Mumbai to Delhi or any of those things, they they keep on feeding you like anything. I think you get from soup, tea, bread, breakfast, dinner, lunch, snacks, and <laughs> I know. in India, if you will be, if you are served all of this, you say it's first class Eurorail service, man. <laughs> Brilliant. And then Seriously, it, it is. And over that, it doesn't cost a lot. It's no, it doesn't. Cheap. 1,600 rupees for a Mumbai-Delhi Rajdhani. That's, That's amazing, it. isn't it? You know about Rajdhani that they, they give you the right of first refusal. So, if if there are two trains stuck at a signal, it's Rajdhani which has to oh, be yeah, yeah. allowed. That's awesome. Let's start off with the smaller topics which we can qu- quickly finish off with and push them to a side. Uh, and then go on to a few bigger ones. Olympics finally came to an end. Only 16 days it takes. Yeah, 16 or 17, yep. Yeah, and, and about 10 three. billion pounds. In those 17 days, you it's like spiked with sports. And some sports that you've never heard of. I didn't know that uh, rafting... I didn't I didn't know handball was an Olympic sport until yeah, I saw it. And it's quite a... I, of course, we used to play in Podar. That mm. was the only time I've ever played handball in my life. But it's a physical sport. I th- yeah, yeah, it's very tiring. So, yeah. India, India won six medals, by the way. So in- are, are you happy? Continuing our conversations and your rants and the disappointments. You know what? Let me me put the argument in the favor of India for a second. And all the papers are saying that this is the highest medal tally that India has ever seen. And now things look good. Double, twice as much as we have won last time. (laughs) Yeah. You know know what? I went back and I heard my comments again after Mm. we released the episode. And I think I was a bit harsh. Was I? But, I was, right? But no, 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 you, you weren't because there is a country called Grenada which <laughs> has a population of 1,10,000. It managed a gold. Exactly. And, so th- that's yeah, what so I mean. Don't, don't worry about it. The, the fact is that... But you know, I just read a link where it says that the amount of money that is spent on a Chinese athlete to get him to win a gold it goes up to a million dollars. So there is some... Yeah, so... But I'm pretty sure if you look at the money spent, we are also doing the same from the spend point of view. It is just that I don't know where all that money is going. Is it being spent behind resources who are not capable of winning? I mean, you know, you need to be of a certain physical structure and all those sort of things. Here, if a sports official ka beti, pota, poti is, you know, wants to participate, he gets into the SAI Academy and not because he's he's good at it. Right? So that that might be the case. So I don't know if money is the right way. But Sushil Kumar came back and he was the last bronze medal that we won. The sixth medal that we won. No, no, no. Hang on. Sushil Kumar won the silver in the finals. Ah, silver. He lost sorry. gold. Rather. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he won a silver medal. 66 kg freestyle wrestling. Mein. Yogeshwar. Yogeshwar Dutt's win was amazing, I thought. He had the best medal yeah. in the Indian True. contingent. That was his third attempt at the Olympics. I know. Third, third time, and then he he entered the Rapache round, which is great to. It's it's just a great format where you lose to a gold medalist, and then you 
you get another three chances and you got to beat three people to win a bronze in an in an hour's time and he did it he he did it with one eye shut his yeah, one yeah. eye was completely swollen and what a move did you watch that move <laughs> yes how amazing he, there was one where he uh, got the other guy's legs rolled him over four times and that's it that was it he that, he, he just exactly won it. exactly he was one nil down and he won right. those four points together and he won it by 6-1 or something like that eh? guy just gave up he just kept on turning you get a point every time you make your op- uh, opponent turn but it looked um, it looked as if it's an impossible grip so in other words look amount of strategy and planning that goes into wrestling is just great because he locked his legs with that of the opponents they say how you know how you roll over in bed that's what he did five times <laughs> and, and the guy guy followed him man and he couldn't do anything he couldn't do anything and, and, that's and what the little that i have seen of wrestling uh these guys are it's very hard to get points off the other person yeah. unlike in boxing where you have 12 14 the final scorecard in wrestling you have like 3 2 5 3 it's great if he could you know manage four points in just 5 seconds did you watch sushil's match yeah i did the the finals uh, i saw the finals he was a little exhausted though lost to a japanese did you watch the semi final match where the no, biting incident that, happened i missed that one oh i think he bit him Yes, I, I heard that. I think he clearly bit him. Yeah, I heard uh, that. Yeah, he didn't get disqualified. Maybe I'm very surprised. I'm very surprised because it. I mean, I can see that he bit him. Uh, so he should have. I. I don't know what the rules say, but I'm pretty sure it says that you know, thou shall uh, not bite your opponent. Thou <laughs> <laughs> shall not. No, no, a nibble doesn't hurt once in a while. But he, no. he was bleeding profusely. I read about okay. that. Yeah, yeah. So we have dwelled on this topic a bit too much. Uh, let's move on to Independence Day. Where India celebrated its 65th day of ruining itself. As don't say that. Don't say that. We just won six medals, Aditya. Did you read yesterday's <laughs> six medals? Did you read yesterday's paper? You know, we potentially lost one point 1. 1.68 crore. No, 1.68 lakh crores in the coal scam. Oh yes, the coal gate is what yeah. I'm reading everywhere. Yeah. Coal gate. What? Oh what? my yeah, god. Yeah, that is the coal G A T E. Yeah, but what's that about? What happened there? Ah, uh, it's a big thing. I mean, do you want to keep it for some other the next? Yeah, yeah, one? we'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, in short, it's basically what they did in 2G. They did in in coal, coal gate as well. Yeah, they preferred a few partners. They didn't take the auction route, and hence they lost all this money that they would have gained if had they gone for an auction. Right. This time, the portfolio comes under Manmohan Singh. So it's going to be interesting. So Manmohan Singh was also there to unfurl the flag at. Tell me, where does it happen? The Lal Kila, of course. Ashish Abbas. Okay, and Manmohan Singh delivered one of the <laughs> <laughs> one of the farcical speeches ever. When you said far, I thought you would say fastest speeches ever, but that wasn't the case, huh? No, because Slowly. this. I mean, the, if you read the speech, the mm-hmm. Independence Day address, as they call it, it is just full of cliches. You know, cliches and you know, uh, I mean, basic one o one. This is like India one o one. So I, I'll just read out a few statements. Okay. That, and this is coming from Manmohan Singh's speech. Each and every household in the country will have electricity in the next five years, along with improvement in power supply. I mean, what are you talking right. about? Right. The the recent blasts in Pune were a reminder that more needed to be done to improve internal security. 
you you, you ne- read the next statement i might just go off to sleep man don't do this don't do this to ne- our listeners at least nexalism nexalism is a serious problem what hmm. seriously is that what you <laughs> the other the the next gem was we must control inflation this would pose some difficulty because of bad monsoon this year so this entire independence day address was about all about negatives not just that it looks like a speech written by a sixth standard kid absolutely right pass it off in the essay exam and he didn't give a single thing that he was going to do in the Ooh. coming year Mm. that would you know either address even one of these things you know let, let, let's keep the prime minister aside you, you i want to hear more about the ritual that you do every year you have a school you go with your mom and wife to the school and unfurl the flag i you have that luxury privilege call it what because since school i have never seen a flag being unfurled because yes. you just get up on a 15th august my mom is a teacher so she goes in and there is a host of programs so how how does it happen in your school in the morning it's pretty it's pretty basic it have uh, whatever happens at all schools i mean in you know, the senior most class which in this yeah. case which in our school's case is are the 6 year olds which is cool. awesome so everyone yeah. comes in dressed in their whites uh, usually white kurtas and all the sort of things so my dad usually does the flag uh, you know he unfurls a flag so i'm there we all salute the national anthem starts playing and listening to the national anthem is and this time you know when you actually see a flag and it's everyone is saluting it it is the feeling is very different from what you get during when you go in a movie theater right yeah yeah of course so of course yeah so it's pretty surreal that way and then there are all these you know songs about how great india is and all the sort of things <laughs> right <laughs> and my wife actually surprisingly she was saying that she, every time she they are rehearsing right she is taking rehearsals for the kids and this time she had this very awkward feeling as though she is lying to the kids while oh telling them how great india is because of all the things that we are reading and of all the things that are happening it just seems wrong to be telling the kids that you know how great our country is so I that know, means that it's something really bad is happening now if a teacher starts feeling that she shouldn't be saying teaching her kids how good their country is then it's a big problem it's crazy so i had a, I had a colleague by the way another amusing story he's saying that on 14th august at midnight he went to his uh, abhi next day every building you know every yeah. building has a flag hoisting flag hoisting right. ceremony if not building complex locality so you got to find the flag and you don't really have the flag the night before right so so this guy says i went i went to the godown or the the storehouse where we keep all the stuff and been hunting for the flag and the rules suggest that you really have to do it so you have it's it's important that you hoist the flag the next day yeah so after then he found that somewhere he got it ironed and he's saying that uh, before the local uh, panchayat or i think the local political party unfurls his flag you can't do it yourself and then you cannot unfurl the flag before sunrise you got to so take there are a bunch of rules yeah, yeah, yeah. and there are times when people insert the wrong end of the flag oh my uh, god you know so then you have the green white and saffron <laughs> so you got to you said that you got to take care of those little things i said man it's just a flag hoisting ceremony but yeah you want to move ahead and talk yes, about another bad thing that has happened in india which is about the riots or the mass killings that have happened in uh, in assam which have further led to all the northeastern people being troubled in other states uh, you know specifically in pune and bangalore and there being a mass exodus of those people back to their country uh, back to their homelands 
people are getting confused and people are saying that there are rumors that northeastern people are being driven away from all these cities so the genesis of the problem basically is back in 19th july ndtv reported that two bengali speaking muslims who were undocumented immigrants were mm-hmm. killed by the bodo tribe people of bodo tribe uh, following which the police failed in that case police failed to identify who the killers were or do anything on 20th july a day later four former bodo liberation tiger men were killed uh, in assam again and slowly and steadily all the violence started to spread this has now led to as of 8th august has led to 77 people killed and 400000 half a million people displaced wow this yeah from around 400 villages and are now living in 270 relief camps they are unwilling to go back to their villages because they feel unsafe that attacks might happen and they might get killed so this has now mm-hmm. spilled as i said spilled out in northeastern people being targeted in pune bangalore and which led to riots in mumbai as well i hope you have heard about them so on, on 11th on, on, 11th yeah. august uh, there was a, a protest that was organized against the riots in assam and attacks on muslim in myanmar uh, it was it was planned at azad maidan in mumbai the protest was organized by raza academy and by two other groups called sunni jamaatul ulama and jamaat e raza e mustafa they had planned for their sought permission for 1500 people gathering there apparently 15000 showed up or people say 20000 showed up allegedly there were clips uh, there that were in circulation four days before um, the the actual agitation itself that was planned in mumbai it spread and then there was a speaker who came up on dash and made quote unquote a hate speech and asked people to go go crazy especially targeting the police and the media this sort of went out of hand and the mob went on a complete riot spree torched up uh, a couple of vans snatched weapons off of uh, police's hand molested police women in mm. mumbai and this is all happening in in fort the heart of mumbai and are still being identified there have been youtube clips uh, where people are seen wielding swords running in the streets wielding mm-hmm. automatic uh, you know self loading rifles slrs police ka jo pass bandook hota hai and there is also surprisingly a clip that of arup patak the police commissioner who is yelling at a dcp for having arrested a person so i also read though that he he handled it quite well is what i read in an yes. article on in indian express they said that he he grabbed the mic he asked the you know the whole crowd to move out of a couple of exit places peacefully and then he didn't he could have shot down a couple of people just to you know quell the problem at that very moment it would have then we would be talking while in the middle of another riot right now but it, the article said that he he was part of the team when the 93 bomb blast happened and the the decision to you know shoot down some 70 odd people wasn't a good idea back then which led to even further riots right. so the article basically said that he kept his head about himself and he he didn't he didn't take any drastic measures absolutely so that is that is one good thing that happened there the, i mean looking at positives itself is that they didn't given that there were 15000 people in that place there is yeah. and you know azad maidan there it's no yeah. way capable of handling 15000 people <laughs> had they shot a couple of people stampede oh, mein aur saujan mar jate the but the questions are being raised as to why did they 
agree or why did they give permission first of all mm. to such a thing then these guys were already alerted that a mob of people have gotten onto the train wielding swords and rods and what not at kurla and were heading towards cst so people so someone actually got into the train to do all of this this was all so, preplanned this was all preplanned right. so the riot was completely preplanned and they they completely defaced the amar jawan jyot oh, out there yeah. yeah so you have those photos out there on the on um, on the internet on facebook those people those two people have been tracked down um, right. and it's just scary that anyone just anyone can come into bombay uh, or in any city in india any major city in india and do this right. and the police is caught on a back foot sad very sad Yeah. and all of this ye kyu hua so finally i what i wanted to know is i did all of a sudden these thing has started happening in in assam so mm-hmm. what i found was all these things were were bound to happen and they have been simmering for quite a while and it goes back you know obviously ethnic tensions between waha uh, uh, ka tribal community which is bodo community um and then mm-hmm. there are a couple of other communities also smaller the rabas tiwas indigenous tribes basically and between the illegal bangladeshi immigrants and there are both hindus and muslims in that population they have been crossing into assam for the long, for, for the longest time and nothing is being done by the government to stop oh. this and these people are now getting are now threatening their livelihoods because of you know for various reasons um and there is there is sort of a cultural shift happening now because out of 27 districts in assam 11 have muslim majority according oh, right. to 2011 so the, it's obviously going to it's leading to some domestic concerns now because of demographic changes ho raha hai and all those sort mm-hmm. of things every state of ours has got some interesting you know and, population of Uttar Pradesh is that of is bigger than Brazil. We've got so many comparisons like this, and then you have some unrest in Sikkim. Then there is Pakistan. Then there is uh, bordering Bangladesh. My boss yeah. was telling me the other day that uh, when when Bangladesh got its independence from India, during that time there were certain uh, you know princely states. Who was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raja, Raja. Huh. So they, they, there were two on the border who, who would pledge their districts or regions while playing a game of chess <laughs> so they would say main ye ye daav pe rakh diya maine so there even today there are certain regions which are in the middle because they couldn't figure they when when they were dividing they didn't know where they belonged to because their rajas had respective rajas had pledged those districts <laughs> so the game they, they are still so they don't they are call them refugees or call them sorry but call them refugees or anything but they don't have a uh you know valid existence uh, so and my boss reads a lot so i would like to believe him so i'll, I'll also check it out but it's quite interesting i'm not sure if any country has a history like this with with so many states having its own story yeah telangana I'm, and the, and telangana is a completely different issue right that is that has been that's a communal uh, this is a communal issue that's a political issue political yeah now this communal issue is being politicized because of the upcoming elections that are happening and also so it gets complicated very quickly uh, mm. but you know one can one can obviously feel why these things are happening now if if suddenly you feel that tere land tere ghar tere locality ka culture is changing because of illegal immigrants huh? mm. what is happening in mumbai is a completely different thing 
you know you can't really you don't really have an argument there saying that people from uttar pradesh are coming in you don't have an argument because those are valid citizens they can come right. in right right but here it is illegal immigrants coming in and the and the indian government not doing anything so i can i i feel for them in a way violence is not the right way but he he, he would have uh, manmohan singh would have put that in also on his speech i'm sure somewhere yeah, on yeah, yeah. line it's 92 it's yeah. tragic events or something like that he said about this yeah. right and and then he pressed the, he he sent the army a bit too late after all these half a million people were displaced uske baad he asked the army guys to go in and right. do and it's obviously and the hmm. kicker is that manmohan singh has been winning his political his lok sabha seat from assam for the past 21 years yeah he fights right. from he contests from right. he is a resident of assam right you know that he is probably the best we have i guess then <laughs> that is the situation of our politics at the moment even mulayam singh who from whom we had a lot of hopes he's only 37 I, I he's been it's been a year right for his son you mean minister yes he, sorry his son junior yeah 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 so again there there haven't been see there are things that people do in the first 100 days apparently in the us they see what what does a politician do when in office for the first 100 days so yeah. either it has not been reported or we don't know if he's done something some great things and he's a young bloke so absolutely anyway so that's the story huh. of india right yes yeah. so that that's what is happening in um, assam those are the reasons why those riots are taking place in assam we hope they get over quickly and another hard hitting number as you said the number of illegal bangladeshi immigrants in india are estimated to be around 20 million that's a city of mumbai plus arden pune and hyderabad and this is of. and this is conservative estimate is what mm. the officials say crazy think about it um it's a country yeah Uh, what what is the other you want to move on to the yeah. other topic that happened uh, which is which is which one should i pick up farid zakaria let's talk about farid zakaria the indian the the erstwhile bol sakte hai kya he was uh, he won the padma uh, padma bhushan in 2010 so yep indian so, american settled in the us i think i guess absolutely uh, born and raised in mumbai a student of cathedral and john kenan graduated yale university completed his doctorate in political science from harvard uh, worked at newsweek for a decade became the editor at large at time um, he was given the padma bhushan in 2010 for contributions in journalism uh, also hosts show on cnn and columnist for washington post he agreed he confessed rather that um, he he plagiarized a few things in his article and and a book also hmm what what a resume that is right why would you why would you think exactly. about plagiarizing but the the thing was there was a after the bombing sorry the shootings happened in that uh, dark night rises theater somewhere i think in the us where right. a 20 odd year old you know went on a rampage so the the story was about gun control in the us and uh, basically the funda was that he picked up a paragraph from another magazine called the new yorker and he pasted it on in his magazine in time magazine and he passed it off as it you know as is as it was his own stuff without attributing anything or quoting the other author without then, attributing because basically yeah. without giving attributions he quoted um, uh, you know views of harvard university professor jill lepore um, mm-hmm. 
which were printed in New Yorker, and he didn't say anything. So obviously, it meant that he those views were his, which was incorrect. Yes. Um, and he therefore released an official statement admitting that the those quote unquote uh, bear close similarities to the paragraph. <laughs> yes. The paragraph problem is, you know, the, the the see you 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 now clearly know that he didn't write it. Mm. given his resume even if you have half an hour to file a deadline for a thousand word piece he could write an original as in he can write his own words uh, he would have a bunch of people writing stuff for him and he would just edit them and because he just has too many things to do he's like you said he's hosting something on cnn which i think runs daily he writes for a bunch of publications so he can't do all of that by himself the sad part is that the the reason why he got into the game he, he, i think some people forget once they get a little Little way up there, so you so you you need to hire ghost writers whom you trust. So one of them is uh, probably must have been sacked now for doing this yeah. last minute thing. But you know there are there are a few other other people in the U.S. that there is one blogger at Washington Post, up and coming blogger called Elizabeth Flock. She was 25, and uh, these these bloggers are in constant pressure to just like FirstPost.com in India. Yeah. It's a pretty good site where you have you know real time updates. Now she used to post five blog posts a day, which with about 450 words to 500 words so now somewhere or the other you're going to copy paste certain things right it's 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 not possible to keep up with that kind of pressure and it's so also are, i find it very difficult to not get influenced by someone else's views because that is wrong in it the thing that, is if you read those two paragraphs it's he has only uh, you know tampered with it or you know fiddled with it in in commas and semicolons otherwise it's pretty much verbatim so you you've got to write your own stuff it will be a big big coincidence for you your article to match verbatim with some or somebody else's so oh so so you mean yeah. so uh, and and uh, do people know that you ha- have been doing some work for the economist yeah i think so we we've yeah we've we've, we've sort of flattered yeah. you right earlier yeah. but, <laughs> no, let, but let's but, do that but, once again so abhishek <laughs> abhishek writes for uh, economist uh, he ha- magazine mein ek hi baar aaya करेक्ट मैगजीन में एक ही बार आया मैगजीन में एक ही बार आया बट विच इज क्वाइट ऑल्सो were pretty much say, similar to each other so, uh. <laughs> so, so then and and in fact in the economist since the economist doesn't give the author its name it doesn't have a byline, byline yeah. so what the readers the, the document told me that see you know you can you can write something in let's say wired but don't just copy paste it here because the readers will feel since we don't attribute the authors readers will feel that hey look the economist has copied something from the wired and in the first place self plagiarism is wrong you got to write your own stuff for different papers you're getting paid for it and then there is something about gifts if the person about whom you are writing gives you a gift you got to think twice about accepting it so uh, it says that our in-house law and i quote our in-house law states that they can be accepted only if they can be consumed by a reasonable person within 24 hours a bottle of wine is okay a case of wine is not so ah. stuff like that and it so they take they take the stuff pretty seriously like all other organizations do and it it says that you know writing about a technology company that your husband owns 
is obviously wrong but yeah, just because your brother's ex girlfriend works for IBM it should not stop you from writing about computer services so they've, they they have drawn a line about what to do what not to and it's very amusing the email i i'm afraid i can't share that because it's a little confidential but if every company takes it you know seriously but some standards. some people yeah. slip but the question is why would you do that these guys are harvard educated columbia university writing for a bunch of papers only 33 28 or 33 one of them in fact posted you know there is this guy called jonar hari hari or harry how you pronounce it he was working at the independent he got and there is something called as the orwell prize now orwell george orwell was a dude who was probably one of the best writers in in english literature yeah yeah and, which is that book Yeah, animal farm animal, ah, animal farm, farm. 1984 yeah huh. so this in 2008 that guy was 28 this uh, jona hari and and then later it was found that he would copy paste stuff from other people other journalists interviews with uh, celebrities and he would he would not quote i mean he would not say that this i took from so and so paper and then later when the, the orwell prize was stripped of him he uh, he created a pseudonym called david rose and what he did was on wikipedia he went on to vilify all the journalists that he didn't like and then they later found out that yaar ye kaun banda hai because they found the track the ip address back to the offices of the independent oh. and they figured out it was him maybe they they put him in some you know psycho ward or something after that but these are super intelligent people not probably able to keep up with their fame here i am trying to write one <laughs> 300 500 word piece every fortnight and i am <laughs> killing myself over it and these guys write two stories a day and yet it's crazy he, he's been reinstated huh, he, for fahid zakaria just yesterday evening both time and cnn said we did a complete review and he's apologetic and all of that and it was I, I don't understand so, uh, time says that we think that it was an isolated incident and it was an ha uh, quote unquote unintentional error so unintentional error probably might support your kya ghost writer theory Is right. it a theory or do you know it for a fact? No, no, I don't know it. I'm assuming ah, so that it, it probably you know that that might support it. And I see ghost writers being used by these guys. However, this is not the first time Zakaria is being accused of something like this. Back in June, he was criticized for reusing the commencement speech which he delivered to Duke University students. Can't he? No, but he repeated the same thing at Harvard University. <laughs> so they didn't get their money's worth. But that's a speech, right? That's fine, right? So these stand-up comedians do their bit every time on different stages. People come to watch that. Oh, okay, all right. So you're going to be comparing stand-up comedians and you <laughs> no, know, no, commencement just, speeches. But but that's not plagiarism. That's just laziness. So Fahid Zakaria was just that's lazy to write. But yeah. la- plagiarism comes out of laziness. Yeah, it does. It does. So but you you put your you know name on the line. Okay. And then there is another one in 2009 Jeffrey Goldberg mm. national correspondent for Atlantic magazine he pointed out that Zakaria had used quotes from one of his articles in Newsweek about Iran without attributing them to Goldberg another one another then, in, intern 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 must have been sacked yeah i barbar who really feel these guys are stupid enough to make but a then it's not an isolated like times yeah. it's not an isolated incident then because enough, the, you know time yeah. was saying that again there is another new yorker writer who has been staff writer who has been suspended who actually resigned on july 30th uh, he admitted that and this is very weird he so when this writer for new yorker he admitted that he had made up quotes from singer and songwriter bob dylan in his book about him so you can mix things up 
I know he's not good. That's the same guy. Jonah Lear that I was talking about. Imagine how creativity works. Yeah. He made up quotes. That's like us writing our economics papers. We made up things. Dude, I have actually said Ryan Giggs to define some the utility theory or you know diminishing <laughs> marginal theory of utility in the economics paper and I've probably gotten away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've used it. In, I've also used. I think it was Chamberlain who was some great king during the past 16th century. I used his name in a live presentation just to see if my economics professor was sleep, sleeping. He was just smiling at me. He probably <laughs> got it, or or he was too impressed. I don't know what. I, like, I, I, I cleared. I know what you did, but I'm going to let it go. <laughs> So exactly. we should explain you should explain why why so in in back in our college in at podar college um it was expected for us to be smart uh, <laughs> and be well read which wasn't always the case because we spent a lot of time just doing nothing right yes and i think intelligence is more about perception than anything else so and and the, and, the, and the first ranker told us what to do our yeah, friend our, our very close friend he told us how he gets away with it and this guy is like a topper right i mean yeah. st- he stood uh, number 1 or 2 in all all throughout the years and probably he... tried when he got number 2 one <laughs> right exactly yeah. and he told us that the trick he uses is that always start a response to big answer quoting someone random <laughs> doesn't matter who he is <laughs> and just quote him using whatever you feel like Yep, and just hope that your professor is not a Manchester United fan or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so that's all. A, and you get so away that's, with it. That's where you know Ryan Giggs, as Ryan Giggs presented in his report about yeah. you know theory of something, and then you go, that's it. The Eight out of ten. Is, <laughs> yep, and the, and the impressive thing is Giggs is still playing, man. <laughs> It's been ten years since we graduated. That was ninety-eight. Oh, oh sorry, two thousand three. Yeah. Uh, he's been in the news for the wrong reasons lately, so he might. Don't quote him. To, uh, don't anyone quote listening him. from in Podar right now? Don't quote gigs. Yes, quote someone else now. Quote someone else, yeah. A lesser known. Yeah. Yes, those were the topics that we had for uh, this episode. We have gone on for quite a long time this time. Um, if you are interested in commenting on whatever we have said so far, or any other tips on ethical writing, Abhishek is available at. <laughs> at indicast at theindicast.com or on twitter directly at avishek kumar if you want to get tips on how to fake answers economic in economics please write right. to me at aditya at theindicast.com and if you just want to share your tricks and tips on writing exams and scoring the most number of marks by studying the least amount of time please log on to www.theindicast.com and put in your comments one kd will surely be assured So do, that that's about it. Kuch aur add karna? No, log on to Facebook, like us there, and uh, if we have someone, we, the the latest member that joined in on Indicast is a Japanese guy, oh, Asuka, awesome. Asuka, Asuka Hiroki, I think so. Konichiwa. That that's Which it. Is? Hi. I think. How are you? Oh, okay. <laughs> Or I just asked him his name, something like that. Yeah. One of those things. But that's how far my. I hope it's out. not derogatory. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Okay. That, that I know. Sure. Um, that's about it. Bye bye.